How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me, Dr. Mitchell Yaz. How's it going, Dr. Mitchell? It is awesome to be with you, Brad. Looking to spread the gospel about being pain-free and having the life you so justly deserve. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, that's a great segue. Let's jump onto that uh, train ride. <laughs> Dr. Mitchell, creator of the Yaz Method. What is the methodology? You know, obviously you don't want to give away too much and, you know, people should buy your books and get a, you know, screening with you. But what's what's kind of the the steps, protocols or the, the, the theory or thesis around it? Right. So basically the, the big picture concept here is that you're having pain and Hopefully it's not for years or yeah. decades, but whatever you're having your pain, you need to get a right diagnosis. Everyone should understand that you should never get treatment, any kind of treatment from anybody unless they can provide the narrative. The narrative says that this type of physical presentation of symptoms is telling me that this is the tissue in distress. I know that by the fact that there's a connection between that tissue and those symptoms. And I'm going to do this intervention to resolve the distress of that, that, that tissue, thereby ending its need to elicit those symptoms. That's the way this is supposed to work. And if you haven't gotten that from a chiropractor, an orthopedist, a neurologist, a, a massage therapist, an acupuncturist, then, then why are you getting the treatment? Because they haven't explained to you what the hell they're treating. And unless you know that, what's the point of the treatment? You're just pit, you know, spitting on the wall yeah, and seeing if it's there. Anyway. It's, it's, that's the idea. So what happens is you're going to come on, we're going to do a Zoom session, and the Zoom sessions are videotaped, so that's the basis by which you do everything going forward until a four-week follow-up. And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you lots of questions, and you're going to talk to me a lot. And the initial part of this is I want to know the history. I want to know the types of things that make your pain go away or make it come back or any of that, whatever, any of that kind of stuff. And eventually from there, uh, I'm going to say, where's the pain? Point to, the, point to where your pain is. That's going to give us some insight. So this then is all gonna... before you even look at their biomechanics. Absolutely. Look, look at that. Oh, you, That's called You got to get a history. Right. You got to get a history. You got to get a history. Huh? I mean, the scary part is that, and here's a like, kind of really stupidish one. So a dude, is, a dude is on a train. He's about to get off a plat onto a platform. He had no pain on the train. He gets off and he has massive writhing knee pain. I mean, he's crippled. He can't walk. He's struggling. For the next two weeks, he goes through the orthopedist. Orthopedist takes an x-ray and says he's bone on bone. He needs knee replacement. Finds out about me, comes to me, tells me the story. I was on a train. I stepped off onto the platform. I had massive pain. I said, let's just stop right there. You're telling me you were on that train. You didn't have pain. The instant you stepped off, you had pain. And someone's saying that's bone on bone. So if you're a logician, what that person's saying is when you were on the train, you weren't bone on bone. When you stepped on the platform, you are bone on bone. Let's put you back on the train then. <laughs> you, you, you can see the, uh, the fact this is insanity. Yeah. Just, just from logic. You don't, there's nothing medical here. Clearly, the basis of that statement is moronic. It's, it's illogical, right? So that's the kind of stuff right off the bat you kind of want to discuss with that person and make them see. Well, if it was bone on bone, I don't think bone on bone happens instantaneously. That, that's important. It's important to understand these types of things. By the way, with that guy, when he said, touch, I said, touch where your pain was, he actually touched at the attachment of a hamstring muscle near the knee. He had strained his hamstring. I did two to three treatments with him. He was pain-free, fully functional, and fully resolved. I mean, fully, did whatever he wanted. 
right? And still bone on bone. Doesn't need a knee replacement. Well, the funny thing is he's not. He wasn't bone on bone because the range of motion was actually there. So even that was a lie. The diagnosis of bone on bone in most cases is a lie. There's a physical presentation even for bone on bone. So um, so we're going to do this discussion and then we're going to ask for physical tests. And that could be single leg standing, single leg hopping, bending. I'm going to look at posture. If muscular causes are creating pain, if muscle is responsible, muscle is also responsible for posture and movement, right? So if there's a muscle eliciting a pain, there's probably also going to be some alteration in posture or movement. So that's going to also help me. And once I complete this whole thing, we're going to come to a narrative and I'm going to say your back pain is the result of the gluteus medius, a hip muscle on the side strained, and it might be causing the opposite lower back muscle to overwork. And I always include these types of, this is what I do. This is why this is here. These provide the explanation so people could see pictorially what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so we'll show in real time, based on real information, that the problem's muscular. And from there, I'm going to then demonstrate a series of exercises, usually three to four, and the person's going to perform them under my supervision. And, and, and when we talk about exercise, there's YAS method exercise, not everyone else's exercise. And the YAS method exercise means that if we're going to try to work one muscle, Every muscle only moves one joint in one direction. Therefore, the only thing that's actually going to be done is one joint's going to be moved in one direction. The rest of their body should be stabilized. So the vast majority of your exercises are done in sitting. Yeah. That, then I have to teach them how to use progressive resistance, the ability to cause the muscle to adapt to greater and greater resistances, which allows the muscle to eventually develop a force output greater than the force requirement of activity. And that's how you end up being pain-free and fully functional. So that is the premise of it. And I can tell you now that session doesn't end unless no. there's a massive reduction or a complete resolution of the symptom. Yeah. Until you move on to the next connected chain muscle group. Well, no, I'm talking about when all is said and done, we've done all the exercises, that person, they should have had problems single extending or squatting, walking, bending, twisting. At the end of that session, I'm going to say, go do that very thing that we knew incited your pain. And the vast majority of that pain or all that pain is going to be gone. So by definition, I obviously addressed the tissue that was associated with the dysfunction. So it says we've hit the right thing. That gives the person a massive level of confidence that now they know what's going on. They know what they have to do to resolve it. And they're going to proceed. So then for the next four weeks, three times a week, they take that video. They do the exercises on their own. And then finally, at the, at the end of the four weeks, I do a follow-up with them make sure that everything's going in the right direction. They're achieving their goals in the proper time. This next time, I'm going to say, okay, do the exercise. And I'm not going to say anything. They have to show me that they understand how to set the, the band up correctly. They know how to position themselves. They know how to do the exercise properly with the right range of motion, that they're using the proper resistance. There's an actual theoretical basis for determining that. And um, that's how the second one goes. And you just do that until they're pain-free and fully functional. And that's and usually that, three or four months. And that one's very important because you need them to mind body connection, feel that muscle, know how to set it up without that's you coaching right. them on there or else they failed their, their first session. We need to go back to that one because that's right. Actually we need that's to right. readdress it. And that, right. and that, that I see a lot of times too. Right. The, the, the essence, what you have to take away from this is I'm not doing this for my self satisfaction. I'm not doing this because I feel compelled to, I want people to be out of pain yeah. and have the quality of life. They can't do that unless they have the control over that. Yeah. And if it's muscle, either you know how to strengthen it, use the right resistance, or you don't, or else yeah. you're never going to have the level of quality that you're looking for. Yeah. So it's an educational thing. It's a transference of knowledge. 
I will always describe the fact that I have been given this gift of knowledge through whatever power I've been told me to learn it. My job is to give that understanding to others. That is the gift, a transference of my gift to them. That is the gift that I have been given. That is awesome. Um, I wanted to pull back something we, we mentioned on a previous episode. So we're going back to a herniated disc, you know, an MRI shows the disc pop, they see the herniation. Um, Is that not tissue that you can see uh, transferring pain or is it still almost always muscular that may have caused something, but it's the muscular, you know, piriformis or something in the glute that's causing that pain, not, not the herniation. Yeah. So this is a good, this is okay. So let me ask you this. You notice older people and they get wrinkles on their face. Nobody's asking them to get skin grafts. Mm-hmm. How come? I don't understand why. It's a defamation of the tissue, right? Yeah. The wrinkle ain't the normal skin anymore. So why aren't we asking people to get skin grafts? The answer is because we recognize that the integrity of the skin is still intact. What's the purpose of skin? To allow for, to prevent against antigens from entering our body. Well, guess what? Wrinkle or no wrinkle, the skin it's still, still works. Right. So your question about the herniated disc is the fact that the disc never elicits pain. It's simply a variation to the norm and it functions perfectly. It's only the fact that you had pain from a muscle in the area, which led you to get the MRI to identify the herniated disc at the time of your pain. But if I had done that three weeks before you had pain, trust me, there was a herniated disc there. If I fix your pain in three weeks after it, trust me, the herniated disc is there. You will die with a herniated disc. You know how I know this is true? Because postmortem studies from the 1950s showed that 40% of the population had herniated discs and nobody was complaining about pain. 40%. So the fact that that herniation, you know, for like surgeons are saying that that pain is being caused by the herniation touching the sciatic nerve and poking at it. Right. That does not elicit pain to what they are feeling that is more muscular. So, so if you want, first off, herniate disc and labrum and meniscus are all comprised of fibrocartilage. Yeah. Fibrocartilage has no pain receptors in them. So the disc itself can never cause yeah. pain. That's a fact, right? What about the so, static nerve? Well, the nerve, nerves never touch. That's an important thing to understand. There's no such thing as a nerve that touches the spine. Nerve roots come out of the spine. Yeah. Okay. Nerve roots innovate certain areas of skin called dermatomes. So if you want to tell me that the disc is impinging on the nerve, nerve root, you better have pain in the dermatome that that nerve root attaches to, right? That it innervates that area of skin. The lumbar nerve roots innervate the legs. So if you have an L4 nerve root impingement, you better tell me you have some altered sensation at your inner shin because that's where the dermatome is. Wow. Nobody seems to have that. No. (laughs) It's always the same, right on the glute, down the leg and... That's the scam of this whole. I, I mean, when I tell you this, literally no basis for these surgeries. This, this is what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. All they've done is. A, so let me ask you this. The identification of the herniated disc is God's word, right? Oh, my God. I found the herniated disc, right? Thank you. And MRI. now we need. And, and now we. OK, so let me ask you this. This is 1948. Right. It's 1957. Now they're telling you herniated discs are causing pain. There wasn't an MRI, right? Mm-hmm. Are you saying herniated disc didn't exist in the 1950s, 60s, 70s? Literally the day the MRI was created is the day the herniated disc began? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, so then you're going to acknowledge herniated disc did exist prior, prior to the MRI, right? Well, where was the call for pain? 
it, chronic pain never existed, not till in the late 1980s. I don't understand. You could, I am telling you from every perspective, historical, age-based, you will realize this is a fraud. I'll, I'll go and I don't care who you want me to go on. I will address everything, any issue, any issue you want to discuss about the use of the MRI. I will show you it is baseless. This is perversity. This is yeah. this is sick. This is like war crime level stuff. Yeah, and the the whole system bases everything off this CAT scans, X rays, and the MRI being the top of the tier. This is what's going to help you out. I'll give you a simple one. How about this? Carpal tunnel syndrome. Carpal tunnel syndrome, the, call, the median nerve, which runs through there, innervates here, 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 and half of here. The ulnar nerve does this half, this finger, and the same on both sides. The radial nerve innervates this, 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 and half of this on the back of the hand. Okay? So the, carpal, the median nerve, here, 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 and half of here. Right? So people will come and they'll say, I think I have carpal tunnel syndrome. I have numbness in my hand. They do an, a, a nerve conduction study, and it says they have no, slow nerve conduction of the median nerve. You need surgery. But they just said that the symptom is in the entire hand. The median nerve only innervates here. So how could the median nerve be creating symptom in the whole hand? No, don't ask that question. Get the exactly. surgery. That's, exactly. That's what the, what's happening. How about if I told you I had a dude that I treated post-surgery. He had fusion of his neck. He had numbness in both hands. And an MRI said he had herniated disc on one side. And he was told that the herniated disc is causing the numbness on the side. But he had the same numbness in both sides. He That's was coerced. Yeah. Correct. He was coerced into getting neck fusion. He, I mean, you don't, have to, you don't have to be medical. You're having symptoms on both sides. You only have one structural variation on one side, and they're saying that's the cause of it on the other side, one side, but you have the symptom on both sides. How could that possibly be? Both sides have to be herniated then in their, of course. In their theories. Yeah. Of course. And it wasn't. The dude got fusion unnecessarily. It's, it's, you got to be speechless with this, man. Yeah. And you have to understand, I'm on the outside. I have done all this investigation. It's all clear if you understand it. Yeah. Well, part of the way to get this out there, you know, it's just the explosion of the fitness industry and medical industry, physical therapy is talking about it and, and doing yeah. stuff like oh, you're agree. doing. And I'm, I'm trying to follow your footsteps and, 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 you know, do my work and my passion. And I think, you know, I like, you know, historically where we're going, but there's still all these, avenues that are just corrupt or broken and we're masking and we need to keep going and strive for better absolutely so, love I what agree, you're man. doing dr mitchell i appreciate it man i appreciate it so dr mitchell um how can uh, some of my listeners get a hold of you do you have a website email what's, what's the best way so there's two primary ways to get in touch with me you could go to the website which is kind of easy to remember livewithoutpains.com live without pains it's plural.com and also uh by email i'll always answer emails is dr mitch at mitchellyas.com it's d-r-m-i-t-c-h at m-i-t-c-h-l-l-y-a-s-s.com those are the two primary ways you can get in touch with me okay and i think it'd be beneficial for everyone listening out there if it resonates with you you know at least get a, a screening consultation 
it'll do you wonders. Um, like always, I'll put all those links uh, Dr. Mitchell just said in the descriptions for the podcast. You can just click on it and get right to them. Uh, Dr. Mitchell, I just want to thank you so much for being on my show. I mean, we could talk for hours, which <laughs> I'm hoping to get you back on. So I appreciate it. It's great. And, and, and it was really good uh, talking to you. And um, I think we got into some real good information that will help people, I, I pray, recognize they kind of have to take some responsibility in terms of figuring out how to move forward in terms of addressing their pain and recognize that the existing model isn't working for a reason. And um, they have to be strong and decide to step outside of it. Yep. So. It's as simple as continue educating yourself, people. Don't, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop yeah. moving. Don't ever stop educating yourself. Absolutely.